Welcome back to the podcast as we wrap up the week this Friday in looking at a lesson that we're going to call Setting Out from Sinai in Numbers chapter 10. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Gen, Gen 1 to Rev 22 is a podcast uh, that focuses on walking through the Bible verse by verse. We usually do that using the simple SOAP method of Bible study, which we'll be using today. And we walk through the Bible verse by verse. We started back in Genesis 1. I uh, did that a lot via video uh, a while back, and you can find those archives on the website uh, under the, the YouTube tab. Um, and, and we did that all the way up until now, where we are in Leviticus. If you'd like to support the program, you can do so by going to Gen1 to Rev22.com and find the support tab, or you also can find us on patreon.com slash Gen1 to Rev22. As we dive in today to Numbers chapter 10, we are picking up in verse 11, and we're going to the end of the chapter. And as we look at this part of the, uh, the passage, we start out with our acronym with the letter S, which represents Scripture. So let's read the passage, first of all, reading the Word of God. Now it came to pass on the twentieth day, of the second month in the second year that the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle of testimony. And the children of Israel set out from the wilderness of Sinai on their journeys. When the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran, so they started out for the first time according to the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. The standard of the camp of the children of Israel, excuse me, of the children of Judah, set out first according to their armies. Over their army was Nashon, the son of Amminadab. Over the army of the tribe of the children of Issachar was Nathanael, the son of Zerar. And over the tribe of the children of Zebulun was Eliab, the son of Halan. Then the tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari set out carrying the tabernacle. And the standard of the camp of Reuben set out according to their armies. Over their army was Eliezer, the son of Shador. And over the army of the children of Simeon was Shemuel, the son of Zerishadai. And over the army of the children of Gad was Elisaphah, or Elisaph, the son of Duel. Then the Kohites, Kohathites set out carrying the holy things. The tabernacle would be prepared for their arrival. And the standard of the camp of the children of Ephraim set out according to their armies. Over the army was Elishama the son of Muhud. Over the army of the tribe of Manasseh was Gamaliel, the son of Padazer. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Benjamin was Abidan, the son of Gideonai. Then the rear guard of the children of Dan, the rear guard, excuse me, then the standard of the camp of the children of Dan. The rear guard of all the camps set out according to their armies. Over their army was Ahizer, the son of Amishadai. Over the army of the tribe of the children of Asher was Pagiel, the son of Okran. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Naphtali was Ahira, the son of Anan. Thus was the order of the march of the children of Israel according to their armies when they began their journey. Now Moses said to Hobab, the son of Ruel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out for the place of the Lord, which said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and, he, and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. And he said to him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my relatives. So Moses said, Please do not leave, inasmuch as you know we are to camp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. 
and it shall be if you go with us indeed it will it shall be well uh, it shall be that whatever the good the Lord will do to us the same will he do to you so they departed from the mountain of the Lord on the three days journey and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them for three days journey to search out a resting place for them and the cloud of the Lord was above them by day when they went out from the camp. So it was, whenever the ark set out, that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. As we look at O, standing for observation, observing some things from the context today, one thing that uh, was very interesting is I think we need to bear in mind that what we're seeing right now is really the um, it, an observation that has been building based upon previous uh, preparation that we have seen. We've seen these leaders, we've seen the, the different things about the tribes and, and the elements of the tabernacle and different people in charge of different elements of the tabernacle, the, um, the cloud and fire of, of the Lord and how that represented the Lord's presence and directed and guided the, the people to where they were to go, the trumpets being used to help uh, being an instrument both for, for announcing worship and also for directing uh, the people practically with different blasts. We see all that stuff that was done in preparation for now, the Lord's um, really direction. So all of those previous observations of several lessons we've seen prior were preparing for the direction and the preparation of the policy of how Israel would move and travel. And so now they're actually going to put all this stuff uh, together, so to speak. It's all going to be synthesized. And verse 11 makes a phrase that's very important, I think. It says uh, that this is in the second year, and it, it specifies in more detail than that. But this is the second year that they've been at Sinai, and now they're going to be moving on. So, so they've been there for quite a while. And verse 12 tells us that they're moving from the wilderness of Sinai to Paran, to the wilderness of Paran. So that's where they're going. We also see an interesting thing in the order of travel. We see Judah out near the front, and we see three tribes followed by the tabernacle disassembled. And then we see another three tribes, and we see the holy things, and then we see the other divisions of, of three and three, uh, respectively, as well. And then this, little, this interesting little interchange is, occurs in the text where Moses is talking to Hobab, which is apparently his, his brother-in-law. He's the son of Moses' father-in-law. Um, and, and so there's a few different names for Jethro. Sometimes Moses' father-in-law is referred to as Jethro. Here he is called Regul or Rul or however you pronounce that. Um, talking about the same guy, though, clearly. And... Moses invites his brother-in-law to come. And he tells him in a nutshell that we're, we're setting out for the promised land. We're setting out to the land that God has, has promised to give us. And he says, come with us. You, you, you can be our eyes. We, we want you to come. E even though his brother-in-law had made the, the excuse or, or the, uh, the disclaimer, so to speak, no, I'm going to go back to my own land. I'm going to go to my own relatives. Um, the interesting thing is we don't really see a response. Um, we just see that Moses responds, please don't leave. And we don't really know uh, at this point what happened to his brother-in-law, if he came or if he did not. However, it picks back up, pointing out in verse 33, that they depart from the mountain. 
and as the people are leaving the mountain, they have to journey for three days. I think that three days is kind of interesting, uh, that, that it, it's only three days they spend for this first part of their journey. And then there is a resting place for them. And that resting place the, is where the cloud of, of the Lord stops above them, and they, they set down, and, and the ark stops. And we then receive a phrase that Moses apparently is going to use, phraseology he's going to use, which uh, would, would be standard, but it also taught some things to the children of Israel. He, he would say whenever the ark would set out, Scripture says, Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. So there is this element of uh, re reminder of the people that when they are following the Lord's direction, when he's on the move and the cloud, the presence of the Lord is moving and the, the people are to follow, they're reminded that the Lord is risen up and they're following him. And may the Lord's enemies be scattered. He's going before them, his authority, his power, his might. And let those who hate you flee before you. That the enemies of the Lord really can't stand before the almighty, all-powerful God. Um, you know, I wonder too if maybe that echoed remembrances of what had happened in Egypt when the Lord performed the, the different plagues and, and led the people of Israel out and led them through the, the Red Sea and at Sinai worked among them and all the things that had been leading up to this. I wonder if it also reminded them of that. And then in verse 36, whenever the Lord would, would stop and he'd dwell, his presence would abide, the cloud would cease. They, they'd park, so to speak. This was where they're supposed to camp and dwell. Moses would say, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. And so it was this idea of the Lord's presence is abiding and a desire for his, his presence to be uh, recognized and manifest to the people of Israel. I think we learn a few things as well by way of, of application. We observe those things from the context, but I, I think that the application today is pretty clear. It's a correlation of lessons we've, we've learned in the past and probably a couple others as well. But one clear question I think that naturally lends itself from this passage is, are you following the Lord's direction in your living? When the Lord is moving, are you following him? And when he abides, still, are you resting? Like Moses, are you inviting others to the journey? Let's close in prayer today. O oh Lord, when you move, may we rise up and may we simply follow you. And when you rest, Father, when you rest still and you abide, may we return to rest in our souls, even in our bodies, Father. May we quiet ourselves and rest in you. Holy Spirit, help us to remember that we, we are sons and daughters of God. We are children of God because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're not hired servants who simply go around doing things. We are human beings who have the privilege of sonship. You are our Father. You are ultimately our provider. And just as you daily provide our daily bread, Father, so you provide rest and a blessing in seasons and times of refreshing from you. Help us to rest in you. Holy Spirit, empower us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This podcast has been brought to you by Focusing on the Mark Ministries. 
live a Matthew 6.33 life until he comes.